1: Welcome to a uh, very special off-season edition of Football and Grits, the Athletics uh, SEC Football Podcast. New Tennessee head coach, uh, Josh Heupel. Josh, uh, I got to give a shout-out to uh, my my colleague, Chris Vanini, who you dealt with a little bit at UCF. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does new coach Q&As, and he always asks them one of the same questions, and I'm stealing it because it's a good question. When you sit down and you start kind of putting some things in your office, what's the first thing that you set down? in terms of decorating your office?
2: I'm not, not sure I've put anything in here <laughs> twice. <laughs> uh, that tells you uh, how fast and furious it's been here the uh, the first month. Yeah. Uh, first thing will be uh, be a picture of uh, my kids. Um, uh, second um, will probably be, I don't know, a um, picture of uh, some cool events in, in the past year that I've uh, been a part of.
1: Mhm. What is that that early time you talked about? It's been fast and furious. You know, you're you're finally sitting in the chair, you're done talking to us, at least on the first day, you're done, you know, with kind of all the pomp and circumstance of it and you're just doing the job. What is that kind of first time when it's just you in your office, let's start building this thing? What do you what are those first days like?
2: Well, when we get done with uh, with you on on the introduction of being announced <laughs> as the head coach, first thing you do is is meet uh some Prevalent donors uh, immediately, which uh, which was awesome here. Uh, huge uh, huge donor base here with uh, people that are really passionate about Tennessee football. Uh, by the time you get back, uh, the uh, the sun's gone down, and uh, realistically, you're uh, you're starting to call uh, some recruits immediately. I think that was the uh, the first thing that we did that uh, that first night.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you introduce yourself if you're talking to a 2022 guy and you haven't talked to him before? What is that kind of first conversation like?
2: Uh, yeah, you, you're yourself, uh, you you'd sell them on or tell them about, you know, your plan as far as what Tennessee football is going to look like, but you really do. Do you just try to get to know, uh, know them? Uh, you know, I had an opportunity to, to watch most of those guys before you make that first phone call and, and um, you kind of uh, introduce yourself, who you're about and what you're going to try to build here and, and why you came. I, I think it's important people understand the why behind anything that you're doing inside of uh, your football program. And uh, just figure that is is why I'm here.
1: Mm-hmm. Other than obviously recruiting is a big part of it. You putting putting your staff together, which everyone sees that stuff. What have you kind of spent? What does most of your time look like right now when you guys aren't practicing? Um, but you and you've got you know the recruiting piece and the staff piece. Outside of that stuff, what are you spending the most of your time doing right now?
2: Well, I, I think you know from the moment you you uh, you set foot on campus and you take the job, um, the first thing that uh, is the most important thing that, that people from the outside maybe uh, don't see or, or don't think about is, is getting to know the players that are here inside of your program. Uh, you get introduced to them immediately and had a long dialogue with them the first night, you know, we're in there for probably in close to an hour, hour, and 15 minutes, just chopping it up, having fun with those guys a little bit, you know, telling them who you are because uh, they don't know you or a majority of them. Don't, you know, they are, a handful of guys that uh, I actually recruited that, uh, that were sitting in the room too that you recognize their faces immediately and and uh, and that type of thing. But uh, you got to get to know your players. And so you're down with them in the weight room, uh, you know, the following day. Uh, you want to see them and interact with them and have them have an ability to get to know who you are. And to do that, it's not, you know, one conversation. Uh, it's multiple interactions where they start to see that your words are your actions and, and you're going to be consistent in who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. anything memorable stand out to you about that kind of first meeting
2: uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean there were, there were a few things uh you know our, our football team uh is, is that meeting went on they started to loosen up and, and mm-hmm. be able to engage and you know we talked about uh uh are we going to be able to listen to music at practice i told them man the last time i i was on the practice field without music was 2007 it's been a long time <laughs> uh Told them that there's no country allowed on, on the practice field, though, and, and uh, half the room looked disappointed. Half the room was pretty fired up about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, w- when you look at this program, what, what has to be fixed um, as you kind of look toward the fall and, and trying to win games and, and do the things that this program aspires to do?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of things that, that we got to do to build a championship um, caliber football team and program. One that's going to be consistently competing for championships. I think, you know, the, one of the most unique things in, in coming out of that first team meeting with our players is, you know, they were they were pretty focused on what they felt like they needed uh, inside of the locker room and inside of this program and, and gave a lot of great feedback. And, you know, two things for them were accountability, uh, which it's rare that 18 to 22 year olds are, are looking to be held at, at a higher standard in, in every area of their life. And the second thing was just connection and, and being a true team and knowing each other, spending time with each other, being around each other and having fun inside of the building. That that's really true to, to the culture of who I am and, and what I want our program to be about. Uh, you know, people talk about families being involved, ours are, our wives are going to be around, our kids going to be, you know, playing tackle football in the back of the end zone behind uh, the scrimmage or the practices going on. Um, and um, we're going to have fun inside of this building. And that means that uh <clears throat> we're going to work hard and compete. You know, they're they're here because they're they're fierce competitors and really talented and focused on goals you know, while they're here at Tennessee, and, and hopefully af- after as well. Um, but you got to be able to enjoy the process and have fun. You know, you saw us, we played dodgeball the first night and had a huge Super Bowl party, uh, and uh, just try to get around each other and, and interact in a positive way.
1: Mm-hmm. What is, you know, besides some of those things, what are some of the ways that, that you know that, that, that can help you kind of build a connection when you got 100 guys that you're you're, you're staring at and trying to get to know those guys?
2: Yeah, I think the first thing is you got to be really consistent in who you are. And there's a ripple effect in, in everything that you do as a head coach and understand that every interaction matters. And, and you know, your words are one thing, but you better be consistent and, and your actions better mirror those words. So I think that's that's really important. And uh, I think that you have to put um, players in a position uh, where they get a chance to see the human side of you and who you are. And That's true for me as a, as a, as a head coach, and that's true for our assistants as well.
1: Mm-hmm. how would you describe the state of this roster right now
2: state of the roster mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good football players inside the uh that, that locker room um mm-hmm. guys that are, are highly motivated and competitive and and uh you know there's been some good players that have left uh, through the transfer portal too but uh this program is going to be built uh, on the guys that are here and in that championship caliber um uh, program uh, is going to be built on, on these guys
1: Hmm. Uh, you mentioned some of those guys that have left. Culveris uh, Crouch and Henry Toledo are kind of still pondering their futures. What's their status right now?
2: Uh right now they're uh, not a, a part of uh, what we're doing inside of the the program right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Staying in with those guys, and, and we'll see where that ends up.
1: Hmm. What are your kind of major concerns about the fall? The things that that you're saying we gotta we gotta get this in shape before we start playing ball games.
2: Uh, are you talking about roster-wise or are you just talking in general?
1: Um, both. I think roster, just the things that, that you're thinking about when you think about, you know, kicking it off in September and you're saying we, we got to, this is a major priority for us. Yeah, I
2: think, I think you always look, you know, with our, our coordinators, Tim Banks and Alex Golish, uh, you have a vision of how you want to play on, on Saturdays in the fall. Um, and now you got to rewind it from there and, and work backwards. And, and, you know, we're at the point right now where we're basically two weeks from uh, from kicking off spring ball. Uh, getting our kids uh, acclimated to and uh, familiar with what we do on each uh, in each phase of the game, making sure that we hit the ground running when we get to that first spring practice. Got two weeks to finish up our strength and conditioning program, getting these guys accustomed to what we're doing, having them continue to grow uh, physically uh, in, in that area as well so that we're prepared to go compete every day on the practice field.
1: Mm-hmm. You personally, who do you lean on for advice? Um, who, who's somebody that, that that is a sounding board for you?
2: Well, I think first and foremost, it always starts with the, the staff that you have in place and, and creating a, a dialogue with the guys that are inside of your building. I think that's really important that uh, there's open lines of communication. Uh, you kind of set a vision and, and a standard of how you want to operate, but uh, you got to lean on those guys for how those things are being implemented, what are the, the subtle tweaks, uh, change in the past that allow you as a program to continue to, to get better uh, every single day
1: hmm. Anybody when you're dealing with somebody, something with a staff or somebody outside the program that that you have, you know, consulted throughout your career that, that you consider a mentor or someone that 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 is has been that for you for, you know, decades or whatnot throughout your coaching career? Yeah, I mean,
2: there, there's a bunch of guys that, that I've coached with, played for, you know what I mean? Um, Mike Leach is a guy that uh, that I talked to. Uh, Matt Wells uh, at Texas Tech. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of guys that uh, that you cross paths with in this profession that uh, that you continue to lean on.
1: Do you have any good stories of being recruited by Mike Leach?
2: I got a bunch of stories about being <laughs> recruited. <laughs> what is your best my, one? <laughs> oh, Mike! Mike's a phenomenal man, and uh, uh, you know, at that time, he was just coming from uh, from Kentucky, and yeah. <clears throat> Uh, my first conversation with him—I'm not sure—I said ten words uh, <laughs> while, while I was on the phone. It might have been a, an hour-long conversation. He was uh, in his uh, hotel room at, at a at a ball game, actually. And and uh, um, you know, once you get a chance to to know Mike and be around him, man, he's uh, he's smart and intelligent and, and uh, highly competitive too.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm working on a story right now about your year at Utah State and talk to some other coaches on that staff. When you think about that time, what was that like for you?
2: I shoot, uh, love being there. You know, um, my roots of, of you know having played some college football inside the state have a lot of uh, friends that are still in the area. Um, you know, guys that uh, I played football with or, or roomed with in college. It was an awesome opportunity for for my wife and our family just to enjoy that experience out there and and uh, you know go compete at a, at a really high level and and have some fun and, and grow.
1: Mm-hmm. Was there a, a part of you that felt really? Refreshed by going back, and obviously Utah State is a really successful program that's done some great things, but it's a little bit less of a pressure cooker um, than OU. Is there was there a level of being able to go back to just being able to coach football um, without some of the same pressures? Well, I,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I think it. Um, you know, the the outside attention, right? Uh, the fan base is a little bit different in size and mm-hmm. in intensity uh, for sure. Uh, I, I think as much as anything, is an opportunity for me to kind of sit back and, and get back to. Know who and what I wanted to do offensively and what we were going to be about, and and uh, and push for, forward from there. Mm-hmm.
1: When you look back at your career, what year or season kind of impacted you the most as a head coach, or just as a coach in general?
2: What year as a coach?
1: Yeah, when you think about a season that that you're like, man, I I I grew a ton in that season.
2: Oh, I think uh, for sure, like your first year as a head coach, right? Uh, you're prepared. Uh, you have a vision of what you want to do, but just running the day to day operations, uh, you know, the the things that you learn in communication and making sure that uh, you're running it the way that you need to. Being able to sit back from a 30,000 uh, foot view and really push forward or look forward to how each uh, each decision that you make uh, is really important and uh, it sets you down a path that uh, is a long way in the future.
1: Mm -hmm. What are, what are some of the lessons that you learned being a first time head coach that, that you want to apply now that you're not a first time head coach, you're taking over a program again. Um, Some of the things that that you learned that first time around that you don't have to learn this time.
2: I I think there's little things just in, in, you know, your communication, your first team meeting, uh, how you want that to unfold, Mm -hmm. Um, being able to reach out to, uh, to parents uh, immediately. I think it's really important with guys that are, are on your current roster, you know, and obviously, because of covid um the the zoom world uh, has exploded right and and so it's a lot easier to get in touch with those uh people and those parents and, and start a dialogue with them in, in some ways i think it's important that they have familiarity with who their sons being left with and entrusted to and and um so you look at the, the communication side of it i think that's one of the, one of the great lessons and and then also just uh, your ability to to put people uh, in leadership roles be very clear in in how you communicate with them and your vision and make sure that we're heading on that path the right way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I heard from some parents about you kind of meeting with them and and getting in front of them. What was kind of your message to to the parents of your players?
2: Just a a, a real, you know, brief introduction into, into who I am and Mm -hmm. what's important to me just, you know, as I live my daily life a little bit uh, in some ways, very similar to to your first team meeting. And, and, uh, you know, what are some, some things that inside of your program that are really important to you as far as, how you communicate, how you interact, and what are the standards for your players every single day? Uh, I think that's important. Um, you know, the timing of when I was able to to have that uh, interaction with the parents. You know, our players had had a couple of weeks with me, and and you know had probably talked about you know who I was and what the energy and environment and culture was, uh, how it was being created here, and and there was enough time that there was they saw some consistency uh, in that. So I think that was really important. We actually did the same thing with our assistant coaches here this past uh, week as well. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, you talk, you talk about recruiting. I realized, and I told this to our football team, uh, I chose them. You know, they didn't, they didn't choose me. Um, And I told them the reason why I chose them. And and at the same time, there's a commonality that we both chose, uh, uh, chose the uh, orange tea. And and, uh, uh, I think that's important that, um, you know, you realize that there's commonality and uh, we can build this thing together.
1: What did you tell them about why you chose them?
2: Well, because I believe in, in the history and the tradition uh, of Tennessee football, um, mm-hmm. the ability to, uh, to chase championships that's been proven uh, over time. And uh, at the same time, uh, I think it's a unique opportunity in time uh, where you get to put a new age approach on Tennessee football. And that's you know who we are on the football field schematically. But it's also just the way that we interact and, and who we are as, as a football program in and, and our relationships. And, and uh, there's very few opportunities in time when you get to come to a program like this and build something that's special moving forward. And, and uh, I feel like, you know, those things are here right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you look back at, at your career, the offenses you guys are running at OU and the offenses you're running at Utah State and Missouri, they're different. Where do you feel like some of these those concepts uh, originated from or where? how did they kind of develop you as a, as a coach or, or where did those things sort of I
2: think from? we've been different everywhere we've been. You know, mm-hmm. UCF the last uh, three years, top five in pretty much every offensive category in, uh, in college football, uh, top seven in the country in rushing and passing, both over the last three years. Uh, the two years before that when we led the SEC in offense back-to-back years after they were 125th in, in total offense, I believe, the year, that uh, the year before we took over um, <clears throat> we were a little bit different than we were at UCF. And, and I think it's important that you have, you know, an understanding of how you want to play. We're going to play with temple. We're going to spread people out. We want to create isolations and create one-on-one opportunities. And when I say that, I'm not just talking in the past game. I'm talking in the run game as well. We want to be balanced in, in what we do at the same time. You got to look at your personnel starting with your quarterback. What can he do? Well, what can he do at a championship level? what are some of his um, limitations or some things that he's got to improve on? How do you uh, limit his exposure? How do you protect uh, the five guys up front and put them in a position of success as well? And and who are your playmakers? And based on that, that changes the personnel groupings that you're going to play in and a little bit of what you do offensively. Mm
1: -hmm. Have you gotten a feel for the kinds of things that that you may have to change about your program that you were doing at UCF that, that you feel like we need to do things differently at Tennessee?
2: I, I think there's things that you obviously are going to grow from, uh, you know, from year to year, let alone when you change uh, cities, uh, regions, and, and, and programs. And, you know, certainly as uh, in taking over this job, recognize that there's going to be some things that are different. Mm-hmm. I think you'll also learn some of those things as, as you grow through time here as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything jump out to you at things that you think you're going to have to be different a little bit?
2: Oh, I, I think, you know, this league in particular – um, you know, having spent a couple of years here and watching it from the outside, I, I think, you know, you got to have elite players up front. I think the line of scrimmage is, is what's different about this league uh, as much as anything when you talk about just playing games on, on Saturday. And so uh, that's a big part of, of how you recruit, uh, how you develop them once they're here, and, and how you scheme during the course of the week.
1: Mm-hmm. You were When you were at Missouri and, and playing Tennessee and preparing for Tennessee, a few guys still on this roster, what was your perception of, of Tennessee when you were kind of on the other side of it and, and, and any guys that you're excited to, to be able to coach and not have to coach against.
2: Yes, certainly uh, elite, elite skill players um, that uh, have, uh, have coached against uh, and coming here just as a, as a competitor uh, and watching the Neyland stadium. Uh, and there's few environments, a uh, few stadiums that, uh, um, that look the way that that does and makes you feel uh, the way that it does during the course of a ball game. It's a, it's a special place and and look forward to building it and uh, having a hundred three thousand in there, uh, creating a really hostile environment every time we step in uh, to go play there.
1: Mm-hmm. I got to ask uh, your Netflix uh, or your TV binge, your best one
2: of quarantine of the last year. Best uh, Netflix uh, quarantine, man, uh, Your TV
1: be- binge, your, your, your favorite TV binge of the last uh, year.
2: And I, I'm going to be honest, uh, not a lot of TV binge uh, <laughs> during COVID. Uh, my wife, before uh, before we left Orlando, had me watching The Crown. Uh, okay. But that, that's her pick. So. Okay,
1: I got you. Uh, and your best meal you've had since you've been in Knoxville?
2: Um, uh, probably uh, Calhoun's on the River, a little barbecue. Flavor. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. All
2: right. Well, Josh,
1: I really appreciate the time. Anything else you feel like we should know?
2: Nah, shoot. uh, Tennessee football. Uh, Got great kids inside of this locker room. uh, Excited about building uh, this brand and uh, having a heck of a lot of fun doing it. Got a great, uh, passionate fan base here. Appreciate being on with you guys. Go Vols.
1: Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it.
2: See you.